The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 349. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... He only does everything. Colin Moriarty. Uh, is it recording? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see... Is it, Go like, on. all truncated? No, so the see, we're are... zoomed out. Oh, okay. So you see the counterclock there. Also, spoiler alert, I don't even use this anymore. That's just there for backup. I only use this audio oh, okay. off the video That's now. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Go Islanders. It's free agency uh, oh, starting today. Uh, made some interesting signings mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, some good things going on in the NHL. Uh, go Devils. Go Devils, yeah. Sure. Why not? Anything and go the anything but the Rangers. <laughs> here's, the, here's the funny thing. We, uh, uh, I just thought this was funny because uh, Altano would appreciate this. We we traded a draft pick uh-huh. to a fit, like to have exclusive negotiating rights with a defenseman, Dan Boyle, who's from the, the Sharks. So you had like a month to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, is he related ended- to D- uh, Dan uh, Boyland, who, I, who is my friend's older brother? No, I don't think so okay. because typically or when Danny you're related, Boy? you share the same last name. Not a last name that it's sounds like It's one of those like things that I don't know if they had to drop the you know the the D from it when they when they went out there and did well, their like thing. I like to drop a D. Yeah, sure uh, you do. <laughs> but uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, so the, the, it, it laps today, and then who does he sign with? But the Rangers for less money than we offered him. Why? So is that just is that a thumb in the eye kind of move? Yeah, well, because the Rangers, I guess they went to the finals based on a good goaltender and a subpar team. Did he want? To, he wanted to live in New York like and, not, and not Long Island, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know what he's missing out on. I mean, anything beats San Jose, right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You're never going to win there. Yeah. That, Even if, I know that. If you're not a, a juggalo or a single mother, that's that's a hard place. And there's actually a lot of overlap with those two. Um, go San Jose. <laughs> that third voice in the ever-rotating third chair is none other than my Italian meatball, Brian Altano. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey! Rap, rap. Thanks for coming. Rap, rap, stuff. indeed. Thank you for coming. How are you? I'm great. Good. I love you. I love you too. Uh, I feel like in my heart we're getting closer to Minecraft Vita. Which yeah, is making me pretty excited. Yep. Every Keeping... day is well. Every day is another day closer, right? Yeah. We had a lot to talk about on this show, so I don't want to spoil it too Did much. Really? But I was playing that Shovel Knight on the way here yeah. too. Save it because there's questions about Shovel Knight okay. coming up. But who dogs? That's a fun game. Oh, it's great, right? Yeah. What are you playing on 3DS? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. that's my thing. It's a special game. It is. Yeah. Uh, before for a we special get, boy. <laughs> I'm a very special boy yeah, for are. sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's Podcast Beyond episode 349. Oh, crap, Colin, really? Which means a few things. Crap, crap. Crap, crap! <laughs> <laughs> it's my Number rating system. One, it means that it's been pretty much a year since Podcast Beyond 300. Yep. We had almost. everybody come out. Yep. Shuhei, oh, Dave Fenoy, mm-hmm. M-Dog, mm-hmm. Troy Baker. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Thanks for everybody's support. Mm-hmm. I can't believe a year's gone by already. 
It's hard to believe it's been one year. Yes. It's hard to believe it's been one year since podcast. Wow, that's here. nuts. Right? So that means you guys also have a little thing coming up around the bend then, right? That means next week is Podcast Beyond 350. And ladies and gentlemen, as you know, every 50th episode of Podcast Beyond is the call-in episode where we call you the fans to be part of the show, ask your questions live, talk to us as we go. Every every here's what else you know about me, Colin. You know this a lot, I know. The fans, I'm sure we have some new ones from Podcast Beyond 300. They just mm-hmm. started listening. There's very specific rules to be part of any podcast beyond. So we're about to run through how you become part of Podcast Beyond 350. If you deviate from any of these rules, you are automatically disqualified. Mm. So stick with me. Because you're going to run like a rule. Exactly. I run run a Gmail rule so Mm. I get everything gathered up. And then if I go through and you're some kid who didn't give me some of the information I requested, Mm -hmm. you're right out the door. It doesn't even work for you. So here's the the most important thing. To be part of Podcast Beyond 350, to be called and be part of the show on the telephone, you need a telephone number one. But you also need to be free Tuesday, July 8th. You're here, right? I didn't even check this, right? You're not. Where are you going next week? No, I don't travel anymore until we go to Tokyo. All right, great. So, so you, you, need be, you need to be free Tuesday, July 8th from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific time. If you don't know what time zone you are in, you need to grow the f*** up. <laughs> I got to write that curse word down. If you do know your time zone but aren't sure how that parlays into Pacific time, you go to Google and you find out. Don't tweet me. I'm not going to help you. I don't care. That's it's really it. easy. Let I think Google just, that for you. You, just, yeah, you exactly. type, like, what time is it, and then and then your place. Right. <laughs> this, happened on game, this happened on Game Over Greggy's show when we were talking about the etymology of soccer. Yeah. And I said the etymology of soccer is English, yeah. not American. Yeah. And they were like, How, what is your source? And I'm like, here's what you do. You Google soccer etymology. <laughs> yeah. And then you find the answer to Sometimes that Sometimes it gets away from you. So anyways, <laughs> Tuesday, July 8th, from 11 a.m. until 12.30 Pacific time. PM, obviously. Mm-hmm. You have to be available. Here's the thing. Don't think you might be available so you'll do it and then you, you won't be. You're, if you get chosen, you are taking away someone else's time. You're screwing over a fellow Podcast Beyond fan. Yep. And this is something where we'll just edit you out of the show. So it doesn't even like work for you if you're like, well, I want to hear my name we sh- read. We should note, too, that 11.30 is a.m. 11 a.m. to 12.30 Pacific, to p.m. And the 12.30 is p.m. So yeah. that, that we have a there's a shift in, the, in time you're there. An hour and a half. So you need calculate to be an that hour as well. <laughs> calculate be... that as well. Don't get lost there. Get your advocates. So that's just the first part of this, all right? To be there are now there are six steps to the perfect email to be part of podcast beyond. I want to I want to point out we've we've now we, we've weeded out all the sleeping people. You can so stay if awake asleep, if you if you want to stay awake. But if they, if you go to sleep during those times, according to when you Google where you live plus a clock, <laughs> wake up or stay sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell Morgan, I want you to chronicle all these rules for us. All right, number one, you need to send us an email to beyond.ign.com that is titled Beyond 350 Question. Beyond 350 Question. That's your subject line. Not that, question mark. Exactly. No, just no colons. No. Beyond 350 Question. That's B E Y O N D space. There are three groups of letters and numbers. <laughs> Capital B 350 yeah. and digits. No, keep in mind, not you, the 350. Keep those numbers. Don't write out the whole word like you're writing a check. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to be all cute and clever and spell it out, go ahead. Your email will not get caught by the rule, and you will be lost. Yeah, for all you know time. who will read that? The trash. Yeah, <laughs> the Gmail deleting monster. All right, number two. You write everything. your question. Keeping them short is usually good, as you know, on Podcast Beyond. Yep. You can extrapolate later. Number three, write your phone number. I need an area code. <laughs> Put the parentheses around the area code and then dashes in between the, the area code and the first three digits of the number and then a dash after the first three yep. before the last four digits of the number. 
Number four. <laughs> <laughs> Write your name. I need to know your name. Your full name. Your pen name. I don't care. Just give me your yeah, name. And if you if you work at if you work at the operator or nine one one, you call us when you get home. <laughs> Number five, I need a picture of yourself. You need to send us a picture of yourself. I'm going to try to put your pictures on screen this year. It's going to be JPEG exciting. format. <laughs> JPEG format, no bigger no than animated 500 GIFs. by 500. Really? I don't know. No, you're going to want them bigger than that. Well, I'm, just, I'm shrinking them down to the, low, oh, the, the see, okay. lower third. No, you remember people, right. people used to take these digital cameras. You take a picture, it's, you can put it on the Super Bowl. It's yeah. so big. Yeah, yeah. I don't you need, need that all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then number six, your favorite PlayStation game. So now, this isn't your favorite game of all time. Your favorite PlayStation game on any of the PlayStation platforms. That appeared exclusive. on a PlayStation. I don't think it has to be exclusive. Not exclusive. Do you want it to be exclusive? Not exclusive. A game that is playable on PlayStation that includes the NES emulator on PSP. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Caveat to number it's six. A, it's a wonder this is so difficult. <laughs> it's mainly the, the headline that I'm worried about. It's mostly Colin's fault. I know, sorry. Beyond at IGN.com. Be free Tuesday, July 8th, 11 to 1230. I will call through the questions, pick the ones I think might have a shot, and I will let you know if you are in that pool so that you don't have to stay awake to never get a phone call. So you will hear back from us if you are in the running to be called that show. But as you know, I bring in many questions. I don't get to all of them. Now, here's an er, here's a real question, not a question sure. that's designed to confuse people. Um, we Sometimes when we do, like, giveaways where we have emails that like, email us about a certain thing, we usually say, like, don't email us after this certain date. Ah, you know what I mean? Call, because it's like the call. codes will be gone or whatever. Mm, so mm. even though people might be listening to this whenever they're listening, maybe they're listening to it in 2015. We're traveling sure. to the future. Yep. It's like when we go to Japan and we yep. cross the date line. Uh should we say, like, don't email us after? Yeah, that's a good because, question. You know, so. I mean, the, because the real thing here is, like, there's a holiday in between here for the states. Uh, so I'm honestly probably not going to check it. I mean, if we're going to cut it off, we can only get the, the hardest of hardcore Beyond fans. That's true. And I would but say. But don't we want that? Yeah, we do want that. Mm-hmm. So have, All right, so you have, an, you have an inroads, ladies and gentlemen. I need your questions by Wednesday, July 2nd at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Remember Google. Yep. That way I can just make all the graphics be done. We can be ready to roll on Tuesday. And yeah, don't be writing in the old episodes th- two and a half years Dude, from now. Dude, we gave away little Big Planet beta codes once. I still get an email every so often about it. So when I when I work, that game's got a, a three coming out. <laughs> when I have a for, beta code for it. When I work for Gamespy, rest in peace. Uh, 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 editor ups. In, big ups. Editor in chief Will Tuttle uh, went out and he said, "Hey, uh, if you can write a haiku about Halo, we can give you like this, you know, multiplayer beta code giveaway thing, something like that." We got haikus about Halo for like two and a half years after that. Wait, I mean the game was done. There was we were on the other things. We were still getting haikus, and they were bad haikus. Yeah. They weren't even good. They weren't uh, following the was it five seven five five seven five. It was just like Master Chief rules. I love video games. Send me that. <laughs> That's not a haiku. <laughs> Maybe not, it is. It sounded pretty good. I, I, I hope it was. <laughs> you I was never good. That, that was five six five. Oh really? Yeah. Send me that. No, so it's you oh, were crap, five, you five six four. Send me that shit, son. <laughs> Send me that shit, son. That's five. All right, there we go. Don't, right, don't, so wait, wait. Don't Master, forget it. Don't get lost in Master the- Chief, Master Chief, Master Chief. <laughs> I love Master Chief. <laughs> what was the second line? Video games rule. That was, yeah, I was a, way off. Yeah, video game, video, video, video games <laughs> rule for real. Seven. Okay. Five, right. seven. What was the last five? Send me the song. Got it. There we go. Don't send us haikus about Halo. Unbelievable. Chronicling all the curses the I got curses? into Curses? There's a couple back there. It was worth Sorry. it. Sorry, Sorry about that. We're trying to cut them down. Yeah. And I like how it says 1730. 
<laughs> a bunch of <laughs> well, now come on. You're not <laughs> screwing up my ending. Now I gotta do it to 1420. And it's a 13. 1330 to 1420. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. There are nine items on the list. It's not a very exciting week, though. Um, so we'll move through them quickly if you'd like. Sweet. If that makes you happy. We like hanging out. We like talking. If that makes you this happy. This is IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation Podcast on the internet. We're a conversational podcast. I'm number sure we'll get distracted. Well, if we have a bone to pick. <laughs> you might. <laughs> Do it in iambic pentameter. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Sony-owned studio Polyphony Digital is officially working on Gran Turismo 7. Word comes by way of Kazunori Yamauchi himself, the man who created the franchise. He confirmed that it won't launch in 2014 and it won't be a prologue iteration. Little else is known about it. Gran Turismo 6 came to PlayStation 3 late last year, and by Gran Turismo standards, it under, under, underperformed significantly. Mm. Mm. Um... That's interesting if you're into Gran Turismo. I know Gran Turismo 6 left a lot bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Uh, my assumption is Gran Turismo 7 will be some sort of free-to-play game um, or platform, which would be good. Uh, don't forget Drive Club comes out this fall. I'm sure Evolution is just thrilled that they're already talking about Gran Turismo. <laughs> um, so, uh, Do you play those games? No. Yeah, I don't man. play racing games. No. Not, definitely definitely not simulation racing games. Yeah, I'll play some Mario Kart. I'll get in the machine. I'll get, Maybe I'll, some Wipeout. I'll, I'll play a little uh, San Francisco Rush every once in a while. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I, yeah, the arcade ones, right? Like, I'm super excited for the crew. Just because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. You know, it's an RPG with a car. That makes sense. And you're yep. generally doing crazy, stupid stuff. But like, Gran Turismo, I've never been good at. And I've tried, not tried, like I've invested hours <laughs> in it, but I'll sit down and play with it. And uh, the, my favorite is when I went to my TGS and we went, we went to uh, the studios for, for Polyphony. And they had all the nice things and they were debuting all this. So it was like, why don't you get in and try? And I'm like, okay. And just poof, right into the wall. And I couldn't get the wall off. And I'm in the pod shape. That's the way yeah, when, when we had Gran Turismo 5 in the office before it came out, I was playing it. Yeah. And I would just like, ru- like I would play like it was like a, like we were playing San Francisco Rush or whatever. I would just like not use the brake. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> and just like crash into things. And like, it's just like, you're not supposed to play like that. Yep. Kazanori would punch me in the back of the head if you saw. Sorry. It's fine. There's another one. I can't. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do. We've been cursing on this podcast for seven years. It's, it's it, you well, know. We took a break, remember. <laughs> uh, number two. Sony's confirmed that a PlayStation 4 bundle will be released that includes The Last of Us Remastered. It's only been confirmed for Europe and will cost 374 pounds or 429 euros. The bundle's existence was originally leaked by none other than the usual culprit, Amazon France. Those, what's going everything. on over there? They leak literally everything, everything, right? Yeah, everything. Number three. Sony has revealed that a sl- the slate of free PlayStation Plus games for the month of July. North Americans will get Towerfall Ascension on PlayStation 4, Dead Space 3 yes. on PlayStation 3, Muramasa Rebirth on PlayStation Vita, Strider on PlayStation 4, Vessel on PlayStation 3, and Doki Doki Universe across PlayStation platforms. Wow. They're just handing stuff away. Yeah. It's a good deal. Hand over fist. Writes into beyond at IGN.com just like you can. It says beyond. 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 Greg, Colin, and spins the wheel. Click, 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 click. Blank slate. <laughs> That's Brian Altano. Yeah. yeah. I have a topic for you guys. So PlayStation Plus is fantastic. Loads of great deals and content, but here's the issue. When I see trailers slash announcements for awesome indies like Child of Light, Strider, or Valiant Heart, two of those, not really indies, Ubisoft games. Yeah, Ubisoft, they got you though, didn't they? Uh Gotcha. I want to get them right away. I bought Strider and I love it, (laughs) then found out it's free on PlayStation Plus the next month. A little disheartening seeing how I spent $15 on a game and now it's free. Another I bought was NBA 2K14, now it's free on PlayStation 3. Valiant Hearts came out and I really almost did not buy it because I thought it would show up on PlayStation Plus soon. What is a good time for PlayStation to wait to push something for free? One hand, it adds amazing value. On the other, it takes away the push to buy a new product because it just might be free next month. 
I don't think there is any time. I mean, sometimes you see new, brand new games are free. And actually, Xbox has been doing a lot better with uh, games for gold, whatever it's called, where like actually the new Guacamelee um, yep. that comes out is free right off the bat, which right off the PlayStation bat. has been doing for a while. So they're learning over there, too. I think it changes. I mean, let's look at the games right now, right? Okay. Towerfall essentially came out earlier this year. Yeah, and it was um, all really well received. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, oh, you go with it. I don't know how. I don't know where you're taking this. You well, I was going to say probably underperformed. Uh, so you have to understand. We don't know the exact rules, but the developers are handed lump sums for this as well. So this mm-hmm. is this works out for them too. And there might be negotiations going both ways. Sure. It, Vessel is a PS3 digital game that probably no one played. Dead Space Three. That's been might a while. be might be building up hype for a new Dead Space announcement soon. Yeah. Muramasa Rebirth, uh, I know, did way way better than I think a lot of people thought it was going to really? do. Um, Good, and, that game uh, was great. Yeah, um, and that's a Vita game. Strider <laughs> was awesome. I thought on PlayStation Four, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was too easy, um, but other than that, it was a lot of fun little Metroidvania game. Doki Doki Universe, I'm sure, didn't do well. Right. Um, so it it, uh, it behooves these developers to get involved in this. Um, in this program, and I think that there is no time. So, like, uh, what you see here is a, a, a variety of games that have come out at different times. Um, actually, these games are pretty front-loaded. I think the oldest game here is Dead Space 3, mm-hmm. and then Muramasa, which is over a year old. And then everything else is, is less than a year old. Right. See, I, I think he's uh, he's got a, a fascinating point. I, I go through this mentally myself all the time with PlayStation Plus, uh, where I do see a game like... Uh, like Strider, right? And I did buy Strider and I played it because I, I grew up on the NES, so the Strider is amazing. Um, but I, I could see how someone would look at a game like that and be like, this is that one of those kind of like slightly more quiet, kind of middle tier games. Like this is the this is exactly the type of stuff that becomes free three two or three months later. Yeah. So you either drop fifteen bucks on a five hour game or ten hour game right then, or you wait a few months. So like it's a chicken and egg thing, right? Like. Sales on these things could be doing better if we didn't constantly have that shadow of the doubt in our head See, or joy that it could be coming to PlayStation. I bet the, the differential there in terms of percentage of people who are like, ah, I'm not going to do it, is super it's low. Small. I think the fact, I think if there was no PlayStation Plus, games like Strider would come out right. You'd hear some people, mixed reviews, I don't like it. It's, you know, if you like the NES version, blah, blah, yep. blah, and you'd pass on it and never think about it again. You know what I mean? That's what, what I think PlayStation Plus is great at, right? These games come out Towerfall, right? They came out and we loved it. We loved it for like those first two weeks and talked about it and played it in the office and had a great time. And then we stopped talking about it and kind of a lot of people stopped talking about it. Yeah. And they, it fades away and gets lost on now all these E3 announcements are above it all these other games have come out and it's like pushing it down in your mind your subconscious right and then something like this comes around it's like it's almost like you know the paddles right it's like jump starting you back to life for a little bit of like boom now people are talking about it again playing it and then when it does go away there's still that hope that people are like Oh, I see it on the store, you know, at a discounted price. Now I'm going to pick it up, and there'll yep. be a there'll be a sale for it down the road, right? Like one of those like summer sales they do and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I I think that I, I think that makes perfect sense. I I actually with this it was what ha- that happened with me with Towerfall because yeah. I was like, this is a correct me if I'm wrong. It's a multiplayer, local multiplayer mm-hmm. only game, right? Yeah, you there's there's you can play single player, player, single player, but it's but it's supposed to it's be. predominantly exactly. multiplayer exactly. game and it's local only. And I'm like, okay, well that's just like whoever happens to be at my at my apartment, which is like at most it's like me and my fiance and sometimes. Greg's dog, um, and I haven't trained him yet to, <laughs> to, to play Towerfall. I'm working on it, um, but that's that's like a perfect for that to be free. A few months ago, I was like, I totally want to buy this, but I don't know how much I'm going to play it. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's here. So I, I mean, that's cool. There, there's it, see, I think you got hung up on not buying it because it just it didn't fit your curriculum at the time sure. for a game you want right then. Sure. You know what I mean? Like for me, that was the thing with. I didn't buy a similar argument here that is, again, like a small percentage of gamers, I think. He's like, Child of Light came out. And I watched a review, and everybody's talking about how great it was, and it's awesome. And I was so busy that I'm like, 
this is going to be a Vita game at some point. Mm. Like you could just see how it looked. You know what I mean? And I still feel that way about Valiant Hearts too. But I jumped in on Valiant Hearts because I couldn't wait. You know what I mean? Like I want to play that. I think there's enough immediacy out of people that they see games like that, they buy them and want them. So like I understand where Eric's coming from, being on the fence here. But I think people who are like that are that super hardcore. You know, really into PlayStation, watching everything. Sure. I think there's a lot of other people who. Would see Valiant Hearts like that's a cool game and forget to buy it that week and never buy it again. Yeah. So if it does come up as PlayStation Plus eventually, I think that no matter what, this is a, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. You know. I will also say just real quick that I think Sony is actually going above and beyond. Yeah. Beyond. Uh, with letting people know a month early what some of these games oh, are going yeah. to be, because if I was them, I would not say anything until the games are free. Yeah. Um, because you're actually destroying the sales of those games. Like if you're if you're clued into like. PlayStation blog or whatever, which is a big website. Yeah. Um, you know, Doki Doki Universe is gonna be free at some point in July, so like you don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and so I don't like. I think that's actually kind of cool of them because they weren't doing that for a long time. Sure. Um, I imagine so. they did the math on it though, right? Because like a Doki Doki Universe, how many people are out there getting ready to at buy? At least it ten people were gonna buy it this month. Sure. Before. Uh, yeah, I think what that does too is it probably uh, it creates new signups. Like, people look at that and they go, all right, well, I've never even, I've, I haven't signed up for PlayStation yeah. Plus yet, yeah, yeah. but this is going to be the month that gets That's actually me. a really yeah. good point, yeah, because you point. figure you're like, all right, cool, in 15 days I'm downloading Towerfall, yeah. but I might as well pick it up now and then get the games that are free Because people do buy those in, like, one or three months, uh, like, bursts, yeah, You can do right? one, three, six in it's a one, year? Six in a I year think it's one, three in a year. I don't one, three know in a year. There's no six. Um, okay. I was, I, I tell you what, I pitched a complete game last night, and man, the shoulder's killing me. Yeah. Rookie of the year. Nine innings. Number four. The much-requested blue, blue DualShock 4 controller is finally coming westward. It will be available in the United States in the fall. It's only been available in Japan so far. Uh, I think it was revealed when I was in Germany last year at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Along das with the red Colin. controller, Das Colin in Germany, hanging out, eating some wiener schnitzel. Yeah. A lot of meat there, right? You oh, so much meat and bristles. So much meat. Yeah. What do, you, what do you eat in Japan? Uh, so I'm going to Tokyo with you. Yeah. Year, which uh, I'm incredibly excited about. Yeah, I eat fun. a lot. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a little hazardous. Uh-huh. You know, to eat in Japan, uh, if you don't like seafood, I, so or, you don't. So you don't like seafood. No. Period. No. Because I I've heard something that uh, in the past some of the video guys told me that they would play a game called Is There Fish in It? Yeah. And they would bite into is something. Is it fish? Was is the it game? fish? Yeah, yeah. And they would bite into something. It'd be like, oh, it's a donut for breakfast. There's no way there's fish in this. I don't. Nope, there's fish. The way they I remember this too because they mm-hmm. told me this game before I ever went to my first TGS and like. I swear to God, they must have time traveled to 1960. I don't. Like, I, 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 I've never eaten something in Japan. Really? Like, oh, there was, you know, it's like I. I'm always like pointing at pictures and talking to people, and they yeah. know English. Or you, you're yeah. going for ramen, or you're going. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah that's like, the thing. Is you just got to stay. Like the best stuff I had was we go to you know actually have Korean barbecue. I had it with you know uh, a few times when I was there, and I yeah. just, just load up, man. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a lot of meat. You cook then it Darren's yourself. trying to cook fish like in squid on the same grill that I'm cooking my steak on. That's not going to happen. You got to get on a squid. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that fine. Taco nigiri. Come on. Uh, you don't eat seafood at no, all. No. Why? I'm trying to be rebellious. I'm from Long Island. <laughs> that doesn't make there. any sense. It was really hard growing up there, and that's what, like seafood's a big part of our our microculture there. Right. So none of uh, what you're saying describes why you don't eat seafood. Well, I said I was being rebellious. You're just being stubborn. No, I really just don't like like Who that fishy thunk? smell and that fishy taste. Even shrimp? So, fried shrimp? Uh, so shrimp and lobster I can do if it's like covered in something. But like I don't even like the texture and then I know I'm eating something that was under the water. No, I can't do it. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. Number okay. five. If only mustard it's was grown underwater. <laughs> mustard seeds came from some underwater plant. <laughs> I just have an aversion to seafood. My sure. Actually, my girlfriend's the same way. And she also was from a long island, so it's very weird. Number five. You lucked out. Watch Dogs is officially getting some new content. Three new single-player missions will be coming to all iterations of Watch Dogs across all the platforms and revolve around protagonist Aiden Pierce. Pierce will also get new perks, weapons, and outfits. 
Uh, this is part of the season pass. If you have it, I think you can buy it individually. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so if you're still playing Watch Dogs, that's an interesting little side. Brian. Yeah. You fell in love with that Watch Dogs. I'm still playing it. I uh, When I... So you came to pick up your dog the other day. Yeah. And uh, we had Thanks a, again for taking care of it. Of course. We had a we had a family member staying with us for the weekend too, my fiance's cousin. And then they like they like the they like the dog. Yeah, everybody got along great. Um and then they left and it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and I was like, you know, my fiance's taking a nap. I got the place to myself pretty much, turn on watchdogs, I looked up and it was eight thirty. I had like that's the last I nice. I played maybe like you know seven hours of that game on Sunday and that's on top of the fifteen I've played already yeah. so I really like it. That being said, uh, I'm not like starving for new content yet because I feel like there's a lot there. It almost feels a little soon for new stuff. I'm sure there's some people if that's the only game that they're playing, sure they flew through everything. But I will say the the new costumes thing, unless they're going crazy with it, it's a total cop out. Have you seen the costumes in no. that game? Oh, they, I mean I've seen the I mean I've played the game. I I customized a Mizzou jacket. And stuff. Right, right. So he's got. Uh, uh, he's got the outfits that he buys, right? That you can buy in the store, but they all look exactly the same. You're right, like you just this change weird, the color. Yeah, you're like a weird French vacation dad. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> you have the hat, you have the scarf, you have the big overcoat, and there's just like di- different different versions of that. Right. Like you're a Burlington Coats factory, and they just got a, a back We're row. More than just coats. <laughs> I like so. how, uh, by the way, just the, uh, Burlington Coat Factory here it just says Burlington because they don't want to scare you away. You yeah. don't need a coat. Well, remember exactly. that was their jingle for a while. Yeah, no, Burlington I... Coat Factory. We're more than just coats. Yep. <laughs> or maybe stop calling maybe... yourself a freaking coat factory. Maybe it was. Do you remember great when that boss? Do you remember? Do you remember uh, Boston Rotisserie Chicken? Yeah, yeah. Boston Market. And they market. changed it to Boston, Boston Market yeah. one day. Boston yeah. Chicken, and then yeah, yeah then it became. What happened Boston there? Market. They're I like chicken is put. People aren't are coming here because they think we're only chicken. Yeah, but we also have turkey. We meatloaf. also have this like meatloaf, this Burger King, meatloaf, Burger sandwich. King, middle middle fingers in the air. They don't care. Yep, they don't care. <laughs> I don't uh, care at all. I actually really like Boston Market a lot. Yeah, yeah got really expensive though. You know what's really good at Boston Market is the mac and cheese. The mac and cheese. The mac and cheese is good. The spinach is good too. The spinach is great. All of that stuff, it's just got it full, it's the full corn. of butter. You yeah. can tell. But it's so good. Oh yeah. It's so oh, great. Oh yeah. I, I, I like the Boston Carver sandwich. What was oh, the yeah. question? <laughs> uh, there's watchdogs. Yeah, it was crap. a tragedy. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> Little Chappelle show reference. <laughs> Number six. <laughs> Infamous Second Son standalone DLC First Light has an official release date, one that leaked weeks ago. Sony confirmed that Sucker Punch's DLC will release on August twenty sixth in North America and August twenty seventh in Europe. Will writes in to beyond at IGN.com just like you can and says, Greetings, Gregory, Colin, and the ever-rotating third chair. Beyond. What's up? Beyond. With the announcement of Infamous First Light standalone DLC featuring the female protagonist, Fetch, is it possible that this demonstrates a change in the tide with more female leads in video games? With the, in my opinion, successful revamp of the Lara Croft franchise and having the playability of Ellie in The Last of Us, spoilers, I found... That it brings a fresh and modern perspective in gaming. Signed off, Will. I thought it was an interesting question on a few levels. Number one, we just had Nate Fox on up at noon. I asked him this question at the end. He, it was interesting to hear him talk about it. You know, for them, they didn't think about it. They, you know, they fetch hit with the kids. Everybody who played the game yeah. talked about how awesome the character fetch was. They went that way, and then once they got into it, they're like, oh, and they kind of like looked around. And I'm being metaphoric, obviously, looked around and were like, oh wait, not many people are doing this. And Nate was talking about how yeah, that sucks. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and, of course. And, and he's like, we kind of walked into doing this as like, oh, we're making a cool female protagonist, but it wasn't our plan, and but it needs to be for more people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was that uh, Ubisoft quote this morning. Did you guys see it about I didn't Far Cry? See, oh yeah, there, you said, I I heard your take on the quote. You well, gave they, me the real quote. They said it's it's that Far Cry Four is is uh, packed to the gills with uh, with female characters. Yeah, which is just like I mean I, it's 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 weird because it's it's 
why why even go out and say that you know it's sort of just like no everything's fine come on in we got we put tons of girls here for you guys like i i like the infamous approach of just sort of doing it naturally and yeah. being like oh yeah that's right why would we even think about that this is what i always come back to when they talk we talk about uh being gay in games yeah. right like and i won't spoil any games recently or in the past year i guess because uh, there's a couple of super, standout super moments. mario 3d world yeah <laughs> was a big it. One. but you know the fact that both of those games kind of try to treat the relationships that I'm thinking of. You know, the games that I'm thinking of, Wink. Uh, yeah. Try to treat those relationships as just relationships, right? It isn't yeah. like beating you over the head with it. It's just like these people are in love and that's the end. And I've talked about it in a few uh, panels and stuff, you know, that like that's awesome. And I hope we get to that quicker. And I hope it's the same way here. You know what I mean? The fact that, yeah, our main character is a girl or a woman. Yeah, no I want to get to the point where we just have video games where there are it it just says oh featuring relationships and that just covers everything yeah and it's not like oh you know uh, you unlock exclusive gay DLC yeah like, do you have the Mass just... Effect stuff in here from this morning <clears throat> no I don't Mass see. Effect the, 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 our first fully gay character yeah what does that mean like I mean th- this was like a race I thought uh, I thought uh, uh what was that guy's name Kaiden or Caden Caden wasn't yeah. he wasn't he uh... no he I mean it, that Caden Caden loved you loved Shepard regardless oh, okay. of sex. I, I, that's what that's oh, okay. what they mean right like my uh. femme Shep was a lesbian until she hooked up with Gar- Garrus but giving me that option in I'm I'm assuming in what they I don't care is that made her not fully gay right and so now this is what a fully gay this is I a fully gay character where there's no so like regardless of your regar- gender yeah it's yeah it's, it doesn't ma- if you're a girl I don't know I didn't read the article yet they made it sound like he's just he's got these like gay blinders on right. like no and matter I, what nothing gets past that. like why even say that yeah, just weird. like They've been really progressive about it too. Bioware's been very progressive. About I know. It. And I know. That was just, Dragon Age too. Actually, I think I said Mass Effect. So. Yeah, it was Dragon Age, not Mass Effect. Um, and yeah, it's. I don't know. It's just. It's just unfortunate. We're a, well, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but. It, I guess it's baby steps. Exactly. It's unfortunate in the way they phrased it today in that then this becomes the thing of more. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what we're talking about, it, I'd rather play that game, run into this character, try to romance him or her, and they'd be like, oh, no, you know, I, I'm. I'm sure. only into chicks. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, see ya. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, and like not have it be a, a press release. <laughs> not even a thing at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. It's baby steps, and in a few years, we can look back at stuff like this the way we do with everything in, yeah. in, in, in society and culture and go, man, that was dumb. Yeah. Because it's, it's totally accepted now. So now, if we step away from games for a second, I want to talk more about the Up at Noon episode. Sure. Everyone should watch Up at Noon, of course. I'll embed it in the article for Podcast Beyond. Here's my problem, though. A whole bunch of people popped up in the comments and were totally going the opposite way. And I was floored that yeah. this is happening. Because usually we have such a great Up at Noon comments. Comment. I, I was actually, I, I was shocked at that, too. And they were so much like, I don't need more female characters. I'll, I'll do, I'll play a female character. She's hot. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, like, yeah. stop talking like this. Why are you talking like this? And then somebody called me out saying that, uh, they don't like the fact that I'm always trying to, I'm always socially crusading for females in games, right? But I don't, like, on Beyond, we don't have females on all that often. Mm-hmm. And I responded back to it, and I want to make sure I point this out to listeners, viewers here, the fact of, like, Podcast Beyond is a very centric show, right? We have, we have, we're here to talk about PlayStation and this, right? Yep. I feel lo- like the, the, the commenter called out uh, Leah B. Jackson, one of our n- newest editors here, and was like, you know, he always, you know, people have been demanding to have Leah on the show, and he hasn't done it. And I responded back, right? Like, Leah admittedly doesn't play PlayStation nope. that much, right? Like, it's the same way, like, me showing up on the IGN Arena podcast about oh, MOBAs. God. Come on. Like, what am I talking about? And so... I'm going to do that. For me, 
it's almost stuff up. And like this has come up before too when we've talked about like should sexual assault be in video games and how, you know what's that line people get offended that we don't have more females on the show but for me it's almost as offensive to say oh hey there's a topic asking about gender equality so I'm gonna have Naomi on Leah on whoever on just to be the token girl right to sound off on that one issue on a podcast about a whole bunch of games they might not be playing or up to speed on you know yep. what I mean and then you can be like podcast beyond is packed to the gills with women like <laughs> that doesn't make it any better our yeah. first fully female episode exactly exactly so it's, it's a slippery slope but I mean like I'm trying to drive I, I'm not having I'm not inviting girls on the show because I want to be able to sit, put a, a, right. a bullet tag on the show I want it to be that when we when Megan reviews a JRPG, we bring Megan on because it makes sense, and she wants to talk about this thing and you know the topic of the week or whatever. But yeah, it's 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 that it's that like sort of uh, it's that's very binary, black and white. Like there's only one way of looking at things. It's it, it sort of reminds me of like when people used to get mad at like political bands in the '90s and stuff like that, and they'd be like, "Well, your you know your T-shirt company is located in China, so blah blah." And it's like, okay, well we could just go back to music where no one has any message at all. Yeah, is that would that be okay? Because the fact that we bring up anything uh, should be good and in, invite conversation and not invite the hypocrisy in all of our worlds. Because I like I think that we should be allowed to talk on the show without having to illegally pad the room with females that don't Here's know anything out. about PlayStation or sometimes the topic we're talking about just because they're yeah, women. Yeah, it's more topic. Obviously, yeah. everyone knows a little bit about PlayStation. Of course. Yeah, yeah you can fake it. Yeah, I mean, my only issue... <laughs> I do it. I've been doing it for 100, 349 yeah. weeks. My <laughs> only issue with the, the whole argument is just like, I... I think that, you know, when we focus on all of these real social issues in art, we kind of lose sight of the fact that really serious things are happening in the world um, yeah. that I wish people had more passion about. Yeah, you're um, And at the same time, uh, get really disgruntled and mad when people are like, like people approach every situation, like the Far Cry situation with the offensive cover art or, you know, with the female characters and infamous or whatever it is as being as as if everything is offensive and nothing good has happened like to make it better so what i mean by that is like no one prefaces it and says like it's getting better but can we have more female characters in games usually it's like where are the female characters and it's like did you play the last of us yeah the best game arguably the generation with a powerful female character i won't spoil any more than that if you didn't play the dlc yeah. a powerful female character with a lot more to her than that you yep. know like yep. uh did you play child of light did you, you know, like all the, like, I guess what I'm saying is like, I, I just get frustrated when people are like, just act like, like nothing is making it better, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. so like you complain about the same thing over and over again, complain about what you want. But I always say like, kind of give credit where credit is due. Sure. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of like preface it and say like, Hey man, like it's not quite where we want it to be yet, but, we're uh, trying. We're, but you know, bravo to company X, Y, and Z for doing this, that, yeah. and other thing. I mean, like, I, I think I, a lot of it, that, uh, that's, that's the thing that frustrates me a hundred percent. And I think a lot of it comes to the sort of, um, immediacy and instant gratification of uh, the way media is congested now, right? Like, you can go on Twitter, point at something, and be like, that's offensive, I'm mad, here's a hashtag, yep. and then just kind of walk away and not really follow through with it, right? Like, back in the day, you had to, like, write letters, like, you were very involved and very invested, you went to picket lines, you stood, and, you know, people, like, uh, who tried to stop violent rap uh, lyrics and stuff like that, and, you know, th that was, like, a, a, a campaign for a lot of people. Now it's just, it's like a hashtag yeah. and you just say something and you kind of walk away and like you pop into a comment and you're like, oh, you know, go, I think all girls should be in the kitchen. Like stupid shit like that. Which first of all, if you're, if you're, I, I will fully admit that uh, a large majority of IGN's demographic are young males, right? And I don't think many of them know yet that 
stuff like that just does not fly. Right. Like when you're an adult in the committed relationship, gay, straight, or anything, being that disparaging and evil to your significant other or to anybody else's significant other gets you literally nowhere. Like there is no benefit to me coming home and being like, hey, honey, what are you doing in the living room? I'm playing my games. You don't touch my controller unless you're handing me a sandwich. Like that is a that's – She can touch the controller. She hands you a sandwich. This is like a real comment I read on <laughs> I Up and know, yesterday. I know, and it was, I know. It was, it's really – it's it's hard I mean, to see that. This is the whole point you know? of like why we – I mean – derailing the conversations like this and i mean us you know mm-hmm. why we do this right now every show we we do this yeah. comes up right and the fact that I, we don't take it for granted that a large percentage of the audience is you know a young audience that maybe hasn't been open to a number of experiences that we have yeah. right and so somebody needs to sit there and say the unpopular thing and not shame someone even though i shame trolls once in a while on twitter but like that's fine if you're just making a comment and not thinking about the adjective you're using that's so good like you know what i mean like whoa let's back up don't use that word like, yeah i don't know when, when i cool. when i was in sixth grade i would say the same thing like oh, yeah, oh totally. I, hey mom what's for dinner pasta okay <laughs> pasta can't be gay it's, it's just <laughs> physically impossible but I didn't have any shows to listen to to tell me that was a, Not a cool. horrendous idea. Yeah. And it was also di- – like it was admittedly different back then too. Like yeah. just yep. generally with the way yeah. we – I think everyone talked. You know, like – but to me, I think the other thing is that we just kind of get lost on the fringes. Like politics, you kind of get lost on the fringes and sure. don't understand that like – in the middle, like on one fringe, you have the people that are like totally homophobic, totally mm-hmm. sexist, misogynist, all those things, <laughs> terrible people, right? On the other end uh, side, you have people that look for any reason to be mad about anything, yeah. right? Like literally any reason to be mad about anything, to, to like go on a social justice crusade, right? Mm-hmm. In the middle, the 95% of the people in the middle are maybe vacillate one way or the other or feel one way or the other about like, well, you know about how any of these issues but understand that like it's getting better it needs to be better than it is and that like progress is being made and we yep. have to kind of be patient and slowly these games just don't materialize out of nowhere it takes two three four five years to make a game uh that like the games will become more gender inclusive or mm-hmm. or you know or you know, racially inclusive or whatever it is you're looking for and those are the people that really uh, we should listen to more often but they're silent because they understand like the process is in play it's it's the same thing that's going on with gay marriage right now like yeah um the domino has been tipped yeah. It's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're fighting, so like, it, you know, if you're fighting against that, you're wrong and you're and you're in the wrong and, and it doesn't matter because well, it's, it's still going to happen anyway. And so I, I feel it's the same thing here. It's just like gender equality and all these things and the, the end of misogyny in games like that will slowly occur over time, you know, um, and it's slowly occurring right now because there's evidence everywhere that it's happening. You if, know? You, you if, you were, if you were, if you were, if you were gay 20 years ago, you were kind of in this silent majority and you did, or minority and you didn't tell anybody, right? And you kept it a secret. And now if you are anti-gay, that's kind of what you have to do. It's kind of amazing. You have to hide in 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 secrecy because now everyone else is out and it's okay. We're all great with it. We think it's wonderful. And if you're like this, you know, on the side going, I don't want any of that, you're there. Uh, that being said, I think that we are making progress, obviously. It's getting better each day. But we're also we're, – we're, I feel like we're sort of uh, – and sorry if this is running a little long. But Conversational we are, podcast. Sure. Uh, I, I think we are also holding the video game industry against some of the faults it had five, ten years ago. Like I do feel that sort of bald space marine dude bro era is kind of done or for the most part. Like a lot – Obviously there's still some. But obviously yeah, there's yeah. still some. But I think the majority being like bald – 
you know, got a bald, tough, uh, straight male on the box with a gun being the way you sell video games. I think that's changing. You know, we did this Game of the Year watch thing for, yeah. for GameScoop the other day, and we kind of ran through it. You were there, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of said, you know, a lot of the games that we're talking about are, you know, they're smaller games. They're indie games. They're more artistic games. Like, I think that creativity is flourishing in the industry right now, and it's not just about guy square in the center of a box with a gun, bald head being like, I want to bang some chicks. Like, that that Duke Nukem Gears of War thing is like, it's kind of gone, you know? And it's Or getting to be gone. So that's exciting to see. Uh, and that means creativity can flourish again and openness in terms of uh, gender equality with characters can happen too. So... We'll see. Yeah, beyond. Beyond. I think, yeah. I think we're making. I think we're making good progress. Yep. I think. I hate the. You know. I just hate the whole like. You know. It really g- grinds my gears of war. About you know the the whole thing. Like I hate everything. Everything sucks. Uh, nothing's good enough. This is not misogynist, but it's still misogynist. This is not sexist, but it's still sexist. I'm gonna look for. You know. I was reading something that was really fascinating to me yesterday in the Washington Post, an op-ed about. Uh, how these this guy wrote an op-ed saying that the way the American military names its weapons is racist, because we name our missiles tomahawks and our helicopters blackhawks, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, really? Are you f- kidding me? Yeah, thanks. You know, like, <laughs> is are you really like that's a little much? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's going to the extreme and actually takes all of the legitimate qualms that you have and delegitimizes them to a lot of people. You sure. know, because you're taking it too far. You know, and so. That's like we just kind of have to meet in the middle and understand that like things are going to change slowly and but surely and and there's no place for sexism or misogyny or homophobia in life generally and that will eventually bleed into art. Yeah, it will. It always goes that way. You know. Mm-hmm. Number seven. A new Dragon Ball game called Dragon Ball Xenoverse has been revealed. It will be coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3 as well as Xbox One and Xbox 360, and is being released by Bandai Namco. Its release timing is unknown. Uh, and I added this one uh, at the last moment because so, it was announced, uh, I guess, today. I don't know. Number eight, uh, Escape Dead Island is coming to PlayStation 3. It's a first-person survival mystery game that takes place in between Dead Island and Dead Island 2. Its release date is still unknown. Uh, and finally, number nine, some release dates for games we already know about. Okay. Hardcore strategy RPG Natural Doctrine, which I saw last week and played. Uh, we'll have something on that soon. It's coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation Vita on September 16th in North America and September 19th in Europe, and will be available at retail and digitally. That game is uh, really hardcore. Yeah. Really, really hardcore. It's gonna, I don't think it's going to be for everyone, but it's funny. Like you can't, No one can die in your party. Or it's always, so it's kind of like Fire Emblem. Hack and Slash Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate will be released on September 2nd for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation Vita, as well as Xbox One. Traditional RPG Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 1 is coming to PlayStation Vita on August 26th in North America and August 27th in Europe, and will be available digitally and at retail. And turn-based RPG R No Surge Ode to the Unborn Star is coming to PlayStation 3 on September 23rd, (laughs) and will be available digitally and at retail. Good old knob switch. Knob switch. No no word yet on knob switch. Knob switch. Scott Ray's still dragging his heels. I already forgot that game title. What was that? Dragon Surge. Arno Surge? No. Arno Surge? Yeah. Uh, Ode to an Unborn Star. <laughs> Sounds like a Ryan Clement story. Wow. Yeah. There was actually a, quite a, there was actually quite the demand from a from a niche of gamers to get that one translated. Um, so yeah, there's that. All Sweet. Right. Those games are coming soon. But if I wanted to know what was in stores right now, Colin, where would I go? Uh, the official uh, Andrew Memorial list of upcoming PlayStation software and all the, the platforms. Andrew Memorial. The <laughs> Andrew Memorial. Andrew Goldfarb Memorial. Whatever. I miss that boy. Yeah, me too. He's a good guy. He's all right. Did you favorite his tweet today? No, I've never favorited a tweet in my That's life. What, and then he saw that, and he tweeted at you about it, and then gave you a little kissy face. What did he tweet? 
I see you've never favorited a tweet. I'm hoping it'll be this one, smiley, kissy face, emoticon. Yeah, I don't you've never favorited a tweet? No. Do you like things on Facebook? No. Never liked something on Facebook. I'll write a comment. I write a lot of comments on Facebook. Okay, got it. No, like you, you don't just live in the walls. <laughs> no, no. I, I, that's what I would say. Like I like to. I, I appreciate people like my things on Facebook or like my tweets. That's fine. But or uh, favorite my tweets. But I retweet a lot of people and uh, I write on people's you know things yeah. on Facebook. I just feel like the like is just like uh, not so much the favorite because I think a lot of people favorite things to like save them for later and laugh at them for later. But I feel like on Facebook when you like something, it's like yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, is that, well, it's the best. It's the easiest. Yeah. It's somebody's I like, engage. I just had the greatest moment of my life. And you're like, click, drive by. <laughs> Keep going. It's great. Oh, cool for you. You got engaged. Great. Click. Bye. Yeah. Brian Altano is the one who sold me on favorites. Yeah. Because I only favorited stuff for like up and new comments that I needed to read like uh, to the guest or things that, like, yeah, I wanted to go back one day and look at. Like mm-hmm. when Shuhei was tweeting, when the tweet was going on between them and Gearbox, right, about Borderlands. And I'm like, this is going to happen. I'll save this for later. But then I saw Brian favoriting my tweets all the time. And I was like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, it's an easy way to be like, I like that. That's funny. Yeah. And, then, and so then it was just an easier way to interact with people who tweet at me, right? Mm. Not it's, it's Sometimes you tweet at me and you don't require a response, really, but I want you to know that I smiled at it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that I even saw it. Like, yeah. people will be like, oh, Brian, I'll listen to your album. Uh, it, you know, it's, I really enjoyed it. And I'm like, favorite, instead of me being like, oh, thank you, because I, I just don't have time to respond out. That sounds like the d- dumbest thing. I'm well, so busy. Oh, I'm so good. But sometimes I, I just don't have, no. I don't like to just write tweets we have all jobs. day. Yeah, we have jobs. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's more time I can spend doing stuff like this and making videos and other and things. Seeing that you your like, fiance. And seeing my fiance living a life. My yeah. fiance. My fiance. My fiance. I hate that word. I hate that word get so married much. Call your girlfriend. I'm trying to get married already so I can just get rid of that word. That's I was like seriously, that's why I, I one of the main reasons I want to get married. I think that's the worst thing that happens to you is you go from having an amazing girlfriend or boyfriend and then you get engaged and you're like, My fiance. <laughs> you sound like such a tool no matter where you go. You just no I mean my fiance were at the park. It smelled like lavender. It's just like <laughs> shut up. It's interesting I, that there's no like alternative, right? There's no, no other nothing. like yeah. Nothing. There's literally no alternative. It's not even an English word. You could just be like, yo, me and my girl were at the bottom. It's like, that doesn't signify that you spent a lot well, of money. How serious are you with her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting we're getting married. Yo, me and my engaged girl. <laughs> me and my boo. She got a <laughs> ring on her hand. She's crazy like that. <laughs> See me in the streets. Fiance. Where is my fiance? <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my fiance. And here's the, when you type it... <laughs> When you type it on some places, uh, the the little thing, the skateboard ramp doesn't appear yeah, above yeah. the e. The accent mark. And sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. And when it does, you're just like, ugh. Accent I mean, it's worse. On PlayStation Three, <laughs> Constant C comes digitally. I don't know what that game is. Dynasty Warriors: Gundam Reborn is available digitally, and Sniper Elite Three is available digitally in retail. Uh, PlayStation Four, Guacamelee Super hey! Turbo Championship hey! Edition is available digitally. You should buy it. Support them. I love that game. So yep. what's in this? What's going on here? It's just like all. I think it's. I'm still playing it, so okay. uh, nothing's really changed for me yet. But I think there's uh, some DLC that was added before, and then like some extra stage and challenge okay. and stuff. But ooh, sorry. Write that down. Yep. Do we have to. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry that we can't curse on the podcast anymore. I mean, as you probably know, I would like to curse on the podcast. We've already covered it in last week's episode. Uh, we, the boss is requesting you have to happen. Now, yeah. when Podcast Beyond starts posting on Wednesday, you'll know why. Puddle's available digitally. Now, uh, this, came to PS, this came to PS3 and Vita like right after Vita launched. So if you actually own oh, it on those, man, it's, it's, I remember that. It's free on PS4 if you own them already. I think I bought that on Vita. 
Uh, and Sniper Elite 3 is available digitally and retail on PS4 as well. For Vita, the only game is Child of Light, which Woo! is available digitally. Oh, you were just talking about that. My days Vita, right? come in. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm super stoked. That was my, right. when they announced that it was coming to Vita finally. They said it was coming July 2nd. Or 1st? Is it the I don't know, whatever. It, beginning of July, which meant I'd have it for my Austin trip because I'm going to RTX in mm-hmm. Austin. And I was super excited. And I'm still traveling a lot this month. So now I got Shovel Knight and I got Child of Light. Attaboy. And, and one day we're going to have Minecraft. And it's going to yes. be just the glorious thing of all time. I hope we get Minecraft before we fly to Tokyo. That would be nice. When, when, when do you, will, when do you leave for Tokyo? It's August. Oh, it's August. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. September. Oh, yeah. So. You're going. Oh, nice. You're great. Yeah, it's don't worry great. about it. Did you, did you finish Child of Light? Yes. Did you like it? I loved it. Oh, it's really? my third favorite game of the year. Interesting. I should get back and finish it then. I put about five or six hours in. It just it went from like not really grabbing me to really grabbing me to not really grabbing me. The pacing was a little weird for me. Yeah, I, I actually... But you're, people, an old, you're an old school RPG guy, right? Yeah, I am. And I really loved the, the writing. Like yeah. A lot of people didn't like it or whatever. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. This is so awesome. Yeah, this it's, is so, it's, so it's different. Really, I walk, really beautiful game. I walked in and you know, Christine loved it too. She was playing on PlayStation 4 and I watched her play it and I was like, yeah, this looks great but I can just see it in my hands. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Just looking at the screen, I could see it as a Vita thing and I was yeah, excited yeah, for it. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just do that right off the bat, but uh, that's a great game. It's not as good as Shovel Knight. It's not as good as uh, South, South Park? Park RPG, yep. but it's it's the third game on that list. Yeah. Speaking of Shovel Knight, Sam Wise writes in and says, Dear Greg, Colin, and the ever-brotating third oh, chair. Oh, uh, damn. Let yourself out. Alas, I have trawled the internet and can find absolutely <laughs> no concrete data on when Shovel Knight is coming out in the UK. I'd love to play it on the 3DS, preferably my lonely, lonely Vita. Colin, do you have any news on either of these, the UK release date or Vita port, since you are the one who's so professionally reviewed it? Uh, so as far as I understand, it's not even in certification in Europe yet. Uh, so uh, I think they were just focused on getting it out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably has something to do with the Kickstarter. I don't know much about it. Maybe they only solicited American money. I, I don't I don't know. That's probably uh, exactly it. But I don't uh, – I, they're not ready to go in Europe yet. Uh, as far as other platforms, everyone's been asking this, and I asked them, as I said uh, on Nintendo Voice Chat last week, people have been asking me a lot. The most asked question I got is, when is this n- coming to another platform? Mm-hmm. So I don't have to play it on Wii U or 3DS. <laughs> yeah. The answer is, we don't know. Um, we don't b- know. But they're pretty clear that they don't want to keep it on Wii U and 3DS. Yeah. So like, it, I, my suspicion is that it will come to other platforms. Uh, they said as much when they kickstarted it. They said that we're going to start on 3DS and Wii U, but we will want it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just have to be patient. They're a very small team. Um, they have to port these games over. So when I have official word from them, I talk to them pretty often, uh, I'll let you guys know. But yeah. um, I would not be surprised to find it on other platforms. So this is this is sacrilege, but I'm not really wild about trophies. Don't really care about them. I've talked about this yeah. before on the show. It's fine. Uh, they just kind of click and go in the background while I'm playing games. I'm like, cool, I did something great. But Shovel Knight is perfect for trophies like some of the they put these things in there called feats which are just really fun little meta things to do and i like i kind of like them in nes games like that like i'm not really wild about you know like kill ten thousand zombies in dead arising sure, sure, sure. achievement but seeing some like little wacky things in nes games that uh inspire me to play them kind of differently um are really cool so it'll be nice to see that come to playstation platforms specifically for trophies because there's some stuff already baked in for that beyond beyond David Craig writes into Beyond and says, Beyond, Beyond, I am probably the only gamer who hasn't played Minecraft before. However, with both the PlayStation 4 and Vita versions of Minecraft coming out in August, I'm trying to decide which one I am wanting to dive into the most. I know that the PS4 version has a bigger world. However, I've been looking for a Vita game to dive into, and with those two versions not having cross-save, I am probably not going to buy both. Any suggestions? I know Greg and Brian have been dying to jump into the Vita version. It's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know how much. It's it's all about where you want to play and how much you want to play and what like 
the thing is, like, I we have these train trips, and I'm traveling all the time. So Minecraft is I want it on the portable because it's just a world where you go and you screw around, right? Yeah, you just yeah. jump in and you do whatever you want to do. I'm all, I also want it to play on the Vita while I watch TV or do some other kind of media. But if you're going to be remote playing on your PS4, you're around that. So I think it comes down to how much you're going to travel plus performance. I played the Vita version at E3, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it it ran fine. I'm still excited for it at Stoke, but there is a frame rate, you know, like it, it not it, it doesn't it's not running as smoothly as like the right. PlayStation 3 version yeah. is, and it's the same. That's the one that has cross. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing about game. It's not like you're playing like Super Meat Boy. So if the if it the frame rate dips a little bit, it's okay. You're yeah. not you're not dying or anything. Yeah, like yeah. That. But uh, yeah, I think it's really like what you really want out of this game. So I put about God just at home probably. 50 hours into the PS3 version and then I noticed there was a tablet version so I started messing with that I'm like this is a fun diversion but to really like build what I wanted to build I wanted to kind of see it on my giant TV oh really interesting so that was like I know like the, the more I worked on my house like it was cool to have it on a small screen, but I wanted it like mm. big thing with falling gardens and all this stuff like that. And every time I walked up to it, there was a huge bridge with like lights all over it and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's really it's it's what Greg said. I mean, it, if you find yourself the caveat, of course, remember we haven't played or we have not seen final versions of either right, game. So right. maybe PlayStation uh, Four just crashes yeah. and eats all your saves. It could, it could. I imagine if they nail it, the PlayStation Four version is going to be like the PS3 the version one. with, with yeah. no fog at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Miles the maps miles, are way bigger, which is really good. We've been playing the PS3 version at work, right? And there's times where you get spun around in that game yeah, like, where, yeah. where was I supposed to go and no, you, you can't, can't see, see I, we make these monuments to go to yeah. and we can't get to them you can't see a couple hundred feet in front of you watch so, all of our less yeah. plays on youtube.com oh yeah absolutely. go grab those so yeah it's really it's a matter of preference where you feel like you're going to be playing that game the most I know right. for you it makes a lot of sense because you're traveling constantly yeah. and like you're, you're, you raise a good point I never thought about the fact that I make something amazing on my world. I want to see it on the big screen. Yeah. But if you, but if that was to happen, right? Look mm-hmm. at it this way: if you you play Vita for fifty hours and you're like, man, I made this awesome thing and I want to see it on the world, you get a one, you could buy again on PS4 and get the one time upload. That's right. And then your world becomes your PS4 world That's and it right. gets bigger and stuff expands and you'd have it there. Yep. It's a lot of questions. Yeah. I can't wait to answer them in August. I know because I'm dying. The Punisher three hundred nine writes in and says, Beyond. 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 I just finished the Mass Effect trilogy for the second time and is one of the few games to ever actually make me feel something after I finished it. I want the people who made the game to know, but I don't know what the best way to tell them is. I thought this was an interesting question. Mm. I mean, there's a few ways, obviously. Right now, you've written in. Not in the Bioware sees. Of course, Casey Hudson's watching this podcast. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. Good um, guy. But I think this is what you talk about, right? Especially with the negativity of the internet, right? Like, on Twitter, it's so easy to sit there and be like, well, now I'm pissed off about this. This mm-hmm. one I'm going to yell about. I think tweeting at companies does work. They yes. see them. You know what I mean? They understand that. They have forums. You can find, like, I just said Casey Hudson, right? Like, he's synonymous with uh, Bioware Mass Effect. You could tweet right at him. Yeah. It's an interesting time to be alive. I mean, this is old school, but write him a letter. Yeah. Like, we, uh... We here at IGN, we get, you know, as we talked about earlier, we get thousands and thousands of comments a day on stuff. Yeah. Um, some of them are wonderful. Some of them are negative. A lot of them are horrible. <laughs> but there's a couple, there are actually a couple places in the office where we have letters that we've got in the mail that are framed and they're up on the wall. Fan art, yep. like letters from fans and stuff like that. Uh, and yet tweet at people and tell them you love what they do. Like I, this is, I've been preaching this a lot in the last year. I did it on my show, The Comedy Button, but let people know that you're doing something cool. Yeah. Like it's so easy to just be like, your graphics suck or your story was bad or blah, blah, blah. But like it takes one extra step to be like, yo, I really love 
your show. Or I really love Beyond. I really love yeah. Mass Effect. Like, do that. People the, read it. It'll make their There's day. like a ladder, right, of how much you can go for. And there's the comment on the article, which is great. We see it. We love it. Or, I mean, a comment on, you know, a, a forum post for Bioware, right? Then there's a tweet to the developer. Hopefully they see it. Blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, when you start getting to sending letters and stuff, that's like every one, of the, every one we get of those at IGN is like, whoa, this person yeah. took so much time to do this. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I know that is not just something that's shared by us. It is the same. When you go to Sucker Punch, they have those books out in their lobby that are every letter they get, and they put them into these things, and you can flip through and read them. They go from Sly through Infamous. Like People mm-hmm. save those, and that means something, that you took the time to go and to show them that. Yeah, I know the... <coughs> Nintendo of America Treehouse has like an entire wall dedicated to letters and fan art and stuff like that. They got them from people like people. This is significant. People hold on to stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day in Nintendo <laughs> Power, people used to design and en- like paint or right. color envelopes and stuff like that. And sent like that's how you had to contact them, them or whatever. And so they, I used to do that all the time. Try to get mine. Yeah. Was, they were terrible. Did you ever do it? I did it, but I mean they were terrible. I mean, yeah, they were sorry, never, they were never used. Yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine it, this. I, maybe I was so young and it's just so I didn't think about it, but I can't even imagine them getting hate mail like people get now like, oh no i mean i'm sure they, they definitely get letters like you know it's funny like i always think of when we talk about how bad the comments are and like oh you suck and yada 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 i love that in uh, this is stick with me i'm going somewhere with this mm-hmm. the mizzou magazine that comes to alumni they always have letters in there from pissed off alumni who are mad about something they said in the last issue oh and really? they put them in there and it's just like man like I, I'm sure their percentage is, you know, I, I'm sure the number they get is much lower than our hate comments, right? But there's still that percentage, right? There's still that percentage yeah, of people who yeah. read the magazine, think the magazine's great, and toss it, and then something clicks for somebody else that makes them upset, yeah. and that motivates them to write in. And that, you know, I mean, that's such a weird thing that it, mm-hmm. it's so much easier. Like, I, we always talk about the Yelp comparison, right? I'm a bad Yelper. I only, I, I was only Yelp reviewing things on Yelp when I was mad. So I just stopped. I'm like, I'm done. Because there's people who are committed to this, who are giving good reviews and bad reviews. But when I come in and I only give negative reviews, I'm just it's crazy, right? Because I go to Pachi's, I love it, I have a great time, and I never sit there and like, Pachi's was excellent tonight. And da, da, da. You know, it's like when somebody screws something up, I tweet about it. I, and the worst part about that is that you're right, like when you're writing negative Yelp reviews, you're also like, you're hungry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're just mad. You like, didn't get I have an amazing meal. I want to take it. I want to go to sleep. I don't want to write anything. So. I don't know. Be nice. Yeah. Take take that extra second, or don't say anything I think at all. It, for what you're saying here, the Punisher 309. You know, you feel something. This is one of the few games that ever. I would write him a letter about that. Yeah, I would write a real letter and send it in yep. to Bioware. Those you guys can find their it. address on the internet by using Google. Mm-hmm. So don't ask mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I hate, just do the legwork, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Adam writes in and says, Greg, I heard in the last podcast that you were excited to play Valiant Hearts. I, too, became excited to play it when I saw some posts regarding the game on the PlayStation blog a few weeks back. Have you had the chance to play it, and what are your thoughts? I have. I have been playing it. It's one of the, I was trying to hold off till I was on the other side of RTX, but I was so excited for it after the trailer 83, I couldn't wait. So I jumped in. I'm about to finish Chapter 2 of 4 right now. I love it. It's so good. I'm having such a good time with it. The story's so fascinating. Colin and I was talking. You know, Colin, I, Colin is mystery history. He's got the tattoos on his arms about it. You know, put them up there, Chief. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> uh, and so, like, the fact that, like, Colin is this, like, shining sun, you know, exuding history all the time yeah. and talking about it. I always feel like I can't talk about how much I love history, too. Like, that was my favorite subject in school and everything else. So, like, to play a I game... I why you don't feel like you feel like that. Well, way. I just feel like, you know, I don't know. I just don't want to ever... I, I, don't, I always want to be... It's very similar <laughs> to an episode we put out recently where I don't want to be a Fairweather fan of history. I don't want to come in with my minimal history knowledge and sound like I'm trying to say I know a lot. It's like making a history. grilled cheese next to a professional chef. There you yeah. go. Now you know? you know what I'm talking about. Grilled cheese is delicious, but come on. And so, I, World War One. I don't think ever gets you know, other than the whole 
Archduke Franz Ferdinand and his album getting killed. You know, you never yep. hear that's how it all, all about mm-hmm. the, what's happening. Other than yeah, that's like the one thing everybody knows about World War One. So to go in and like the way they tell the story and tear these people apart and do these like you, I'm. It's like a super morose game and bittersweet. Every time you jump into the menu to look at one of the collectibles you've got and read a letter from somebody, it's like that music comes on. It's just like so haunting and sad oh. and stuff. But then the puzzles are fun and like I, you know. I read through Cooper's review. Uh, Daniel Cooper for IGN uh, reviewed the game, gave it a seven point seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like some of the things he got hung up on, just weren't a problem for me. Like it, it, you know, it is easy. It does go through this. I don't. I wasn't jarred by the like. He was a little bit jar. Thought it was jarring how you jump in to read these historical facts or see these historical pictures. I think it's all awesome. I think it's this amazing layered experience that's giving all this stuff. So I'm totally stoked to play more. It is one of these games I wish was on Vita so that I could just play it on the train and play it when I go away and do this. Yeah, that, and the other. you know, I played. I I played a lot of Child Delight on. Uh, uh, on Wii U, and that's just I play it the same way you guys play Vita, where it's just on the couch while other yeah. things are going on. And then I noticed that Valiant Hearts wasn't there, which like every other Ubi art game pretty yeah. much is. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess they broke up with the Wii U, like everyone else did. Sure, they're done there. But yeah, yeah I, I do want to play it. Uh, it looks beautiful. Like, yeah, that's they grabbed me. It's fun. The moment and, I saw the trailer, and it's for clever. It. Like I, you know, like that was the thing. Like when you start playing it, I'm like trying to in my head search for like what I because I didn't read all the review I don't want this thing spoiled for me but I read the pros and cons and I'm trying to figure out where the hangups are coming like oh okay well if this is the only thing you do with the gameplay then I can understand it's gonna get and then it doesn't it gets really cute and you're doing something different with it and like there's these musical scenes it's I awesome. saw I saw some sites gave it like sixes six point fives and stuff like that maybe yeah, I'm just it, washed up as a reviewer since I don't do it no anymore, I mean I, I I'm totally with you man I, I this happens all the time I read reviews even in some of our own and yeah. uh, people get hung up on things that weren't really an issue right. for me but you know. it reminds me a lot in a way of some not a lot and stick with me it reminds me a bit of gone home in the way like that was a storytelling experience right and i feel like that's what this game is yeah this game isn't really challenging me to be like oh man how am i gonna get on this puzzle and i'm stuck for minutes and you know 20 minutes or something and it's like how am i oh there okay i do oh oh and you know and you figure it all out and it's yeah. gone and it keeps and it's got a good pace and i like i, I think i, I think i think people do sometimes uh not saying our reviewer did this but people in general sometimes go into something expecting a genre that it really isn't and yeah. when it delivers some uh, something a different experience than that it's kind of jarring for them so yeah i will say that i mean I, it's a game i want to play i'm very excited about it. it's on my list very high on my list probably play it this weekend uh i love that it deals with world war one and i feel like you know um World War One's a very underappreciated conflict um, in terms of how consequential it was. Um, and since we're not European, I feel like we're very detached from it. World War Two, uh, we're more attached to because we were attacked directly sure. in that, and it was really a much more global war than the Great War was. Uh, but you know, and we got we were we fought in World War One, but we were basically came in at the end. We're like, yeah, we won. Yeah, <laughs> but like we didn't really do anything. And but like that was a really bloody and brutal war that really shaped and maimed and effed up an entire generation of people and like you can't um you can't underappreciate how definitive those moments were for everyone that was involved in world war ii you know from hitler to like mussolini and churchill and all these guys like they all were involved in these weird sordid ways in this war um and world war ii was just the continuation of it and so Mm -hmm. world war ii has this glamorous kind of thing about it we love world war ii because it was very mechanized and and modern, you know, but like World War One was brutal and tough and meaningless. Like it was like that was like the war was like the line barely moved, like the front line barely moved. It was trench warfare. You stayed in trenches for days. If you got curious, one minute you'd pop your head up and get your head blown off. You know, like it, it's just like re- people should read about it because it's like it's just it really 
messed up war and like yeah. the, and the, and I just love it because it's so con- like what happened at the end of it with Versailles and all those things were so consequential immediately dro- drove um, you know tipped the domino as a war for the Nazis to rise to power and stuff so like it's all interrelated and I feel like World War Two gets all of this love and World War One doesn't get any love at all mm-hmm. except for the the assassination of you know. Um, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, Fran- Arch- yeah, Ar- Ar- Archduke. Archduke. Fran Ferdinand. Um, he dropped a new album. Right, exactly. So so I, I encourage people to play the game, see what they think about it. I, I'm really excited about it, uh, but also just kind of appreciate it as a conflict. And try, we should try to figure out as a group uh, of gamers and game developers and all these kinds of things, like what could, what else could we do with this war? Mm-hmm. Because um, there are fascinating stories to be told there. It's a very romantic time in European history, too, right before. If you watch Down Abbey, you know about you know all of that and how World War One really affected them you know, in England and in France and all these places. And, you know, it's just not glamorous. You can't play a shooter in World War One. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and that's, like, why you, you know, that's why gamers don't care. Mm-hmm. But well, I, I think I think World War One. is... I think it goes to what I was saying before, though. I think we're, like, we're growing from that, mm-hmm. right? Like, the fact that a game like this even exists right. would not have been a thing, I think, 10 years ago. Absolutely not. years ago. So we're, we're moving in the right place. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Podcast Beyond, episode 349. Thank you so much for your time. Remember, Podcast Beyond is the Internet's number one PlayStation podcast, and it posts every Tuesday as an MP3, then as a video every Wednesday. So make sure you download it, watch it, do all that stuff. Then keep the mics on. IGN.com pays the bills. Go there, read the articles, watch the videos, subscribe to Prime. Um, Here it is. At Nick Mellison wrote in and said, hey, I'm Nick from New Hampshire. I just want to know where I can buy a Podcast Beyond t-shirt. That's easy. You go to splitreason.com slash IGN. We have two Podcast Beyond shirts up there. The one with the big logo and the Beyond 316 shirt that I love. <laughs> and I, I tell you what, I wore that through Skid Row <laughs> when really? I went down to L.A. And lots of questions from the random crackheads and crazy dumb <laughs> people out there about what my shirt meant. And I was like, this was a it's mistake. It's the lost book of yeah, the exactly. New Testament. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I saw a lady just drop her pants and start peeing when I was walking by. Well, I was like, damn. Welcome to LA. Beyond. All right, beyond. <laughs> uh, keep up with us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Brian Altano is Agent Bizzle. Brian, thank you for your time. Dude, of course. We this love you so great. much. Love you guys. Every podcast Beyond ends in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up. It's where we play a song you submitted to Beyond at IGN.com that you own. Don't just send us Katy Perry songs. I sent, I sent you a Katy Perry song. We played it, but you mashed up your own stuff. It was so a remix, was different. Yeah. Uh, Tim writes in and says, hello, fellas. Hello. My name is Tim, and I play <laughs> guitar for a band called Me and the City. We are releasing our new CD soon, and I'd love for the Beyond Nation to hear our title track, The Wild Ones. We consider ourselves a bit folk, indie, and alternative, and we get compared to bands like Mumford & Sons and Kings of Leon. If you happen to like what you hear, you can visit us at meandthecity.net. Thanks, guys, for keeping me company on my solo rise to work. Well, thank you, Tim for sending in your track, The Wild Ones, from me in the city. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy it. We'll see you next week for Podcast Beyond 350. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.